Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free, email exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Dot com. Brian David Anderson is my guest this hour. We're talking about, amongst other things, conspiracies, old and new. Now, more than 100,000 U.S. homes were seized by lenders in September, a record number that probably will decline in coming months as major banks halt repossessions and review their foreclosure practices. It's about time. Lenders took over 102,134 properties last month. That was the highest monthly tally since, 
Well, since Reality Track actually began tracking the data in 2005, surpassing the August record of 95,364 homes. It seems that foreclosing uh, filings, including default and auction notices, rose 3% from the prior month to 347,420. That means one out of every 371 households received a notice. Joining me to try to make sense of what's going on is our good friend uh, Brian David Anderson, the gentleman behind TriVortex. His website is www.trivortex.com. Brian, welcome back. Great talking to you again. Very good. I'm good to be back. Brian, what's the real story behind the collapse of the housing market? Well, it, it, we say the foreclosure is a problem, but of course also on the other end was when they first started lending. Now, most of the bad loans that they had given back in 2003, mm-hmm. uh, starting and, and now pretty much now purged themselves. What we see now is a lot of people because of unemployment, they can't make their mortgages. But now I live in a house here in West Palm Beach, it's actually Royal Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, we've been renting the house now for two years. The gentleman that was here got transferred to New York, and he bought the house in 2007, I believe it was, and he paid $409,000 for a four-bedroom home, uh, living room, dining room, nothing really spectacular. It's Mm -hmm. in a gated community on a pond, uh, but nothing really per se spectacular. And he also has homeowner fees on the top of this. Now, the Palm Beach County or the counties in Florida always do an assessment every year on taxes. So they give the value of the home and they tax the value based upon that value. And the banks also, they'll follow mostly that value. Uh, They'll maybe give a little bit more of a padding. But now when you go up on the tax assessor's office and you type in our address, the value of the home is $169,000. Wow. That's nearly $300,000 less. Right, exactly. So what you also had problems is on the lending of this, you had predatory lending. And uh, 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 the adjusters were coming in and doing all sorts of adjustments. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Uh, Stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Brian David Anderson is our guest www.trivortex.com The housing market, it's it's in a shambles, people, and we're going to try and make some sense, real sense, because what we do here is based on truth, not on the hype that you may see at other news sources or hear on other news sources. This is the Exxon, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Best off if you hang outside have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2.00. 
Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sighing in her sleep Brother's got a date to keep you can't hang around Exonation, Brian David Anderson is our special guest to this hour, www.trivortex.com. All right, so the house w- was was valued at uh, four, let's say $450,000. He purchased. He, he, made, he signed a contract wow. for $409,000. That's what his uh, bill of sale was to buy this house that we live in. It's $409,000. Mm-hmm. And now, three, day, three years later, uh, Palm Beach County uh, tax assessor has put the value of the home as, at $169,000. Now, the bank may do a little bit more, maybe 10000 20000 more, mm-hmm. but obviously he has not paid off uh, anywhere near. He's probably still even paying on the interest on the 409, even after two or three years. And it's probably either a 20, 30-year note that he's done. So now uh, I had a blunt conversation with the owner, and I saying, well, you know, he's very fortunate. He is in a very uh, high-paying profession, and he can pay mm-hmm. uh, the rent on both places, his New York place and here. Uh, and, again, he is, he's losing his shirt every month. Our rent comes nowhere near his note, plus the homeowner's fees that he owes, plus the taxes. And But he said, no, I, I don't want to have a bankruptcy on my credit report. Mm-hmm. I just can't afford it. Sure. And uh, uh, so he is very fortunate. There's a lot of people in his position that are not in that position at all. They, they either lost their jobs or they got transferred and they have to walk away from, from something. And so now the problem being is, is that uh, he bought his house uh, with a one bank, uh, out of, I believe it was Pennsylvania, then they transferred that note to Countrywide. Countrywide then uh, uh, transferred it to Bank of America. 
So if he stopped making payments and was going to foreclosure, now the major problem being is when they go into court, uh, there's been this transfer of paperwork, and that's where, again, the the banks, they had their predatory lending practices, and uh, now they were transferring these big bolts of notes of uh, didn't matter if it was foreclosed or not, all of these loans got packaged together and sold. And when they were sold, then they went to, like, as I said, countrywide, and then they went to Bank of America. Now, the the real problem with this is as they sold these packaged of loans, and they were a mixture of very toxic loans and also uh, good loans, but they were packaged, is then the persons who bought these loans were retirement funds, your teacher retirement funds, uh, the uh, unions, that type of thing. They sold these toxic loans then to uh, organizations, and they didn't let them know that they were toxic. And so now it was a double whammy. We have now a double thing. We had the predatory lending on one thing. We had also adjusters going in, like this house that we're living in. They jacked it up to $400,000, and it wasn't even near that value. And so and bankers were turning their heads, and so now they packaged all these loans. And so as I was telling my landlord, even if you walked away now, you probably would have a problem of, who, uh, if they tried to foreclose, but I said, also what uh, our owner is trying to do is to do a short sale, which a lot of people are trying to do. What they call in a short sale is the bank will go in and they will loan to a new lender, and then basically they'll loan on a much lower uh, price than what ha- that, that he bought it for, but then he walks away with no bankruptcy on his record. And the problem being is, as I said for him, and he's approaching us now to do the short sale, and I said, wait a minute. I said, they don't have the right because of the way they're packaged and doing these things from bank to bank and they can't foreclose, then what right do they have to do a short sale? And, I, and he said, oh, you know, he, he kind of sat there, this light went on and said, what I advise to do, and I advise anybody that's in the same type of situation, Right, bank is doing your loan. Happens to Bank of America. And I said, right, and say, please uh, have a third party come in and do an assessment to make sure that you have the proper people and you have the proper ownership per se to come in. Brian, you're you're starting. Brian, you're starting to break up on us. Okay, is that better? Not really. You're you're still uh, you're still breaking up on us, buddy. How's that? Um. Is that you're you're still very very choppy. What we're going to do, Brian, is we're going to give you a dingle right back. Okay, we're going to see if we can get a, okay. a better line. So, Craig in Master Control, can you please do that for me? And while and while we're doing that, we're going to uh, you know we're just going to remind people that Brian David Anderson is our special guest for this hour, and uh, Brian's website is www.trivortex.com. That's www.trivortex.com. Uh, Brian, do we have you back? Yes, is that better? Oh, oh, much better. There you go. We got a nice clear line here. Must yeah, be sunspots okay, or something. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do that segment over again? No, 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 no. We're just going to carry it through. Okay, so uh, so you you went to, now. What does this mean for you as the person renting? You know, does this mean you pay more? Does this mean you pay less? Does it mean that you may have to look for another place to live? How does this affect you? Well, as long as he is making the payments, then everything is okay. Uh, and then, as I said, I advised him to write the bank 
and say, do you have the legal uh, precedence? Mm-hmm. Do you have the paperwork to come in and prove that there is a short sale? And as I advised him, and then there's a lot of people don't realize they have these rights, is then if the bank ignores them from coming in and having to do this assessment, he then can bring a lawsuit against the bank and say, okay, uh, and the first thing he would do, I would do, uh, and uh, advising others to do, is to bring an injunction and saying, okay, who actually has the paperwork? Who have I been actually making my payments to? And then uh, with this injunction, you halt all payments until everything has been sorted out. And it may take anywhere from six months. It may even take up to five years to sort everything out. In the meantime, he's not making any payments. So, and there's a lot of homeowners that are in that position that can do that. And that's, of course, is going to put more stress on the banking system. But, uh, like this poor guy here, I mean, he's now, he's put in a $400,000 uh, uh, investment into his house. It's now bottomed out, basically worth $300,000 mm-hmm. less. And he doesn't know who owns the paperwork. <laughs> And for us as renters, well, as long as he makes his payment, and now there's also a rule now, even if he stops to make his payment, mm-hmm. that if they do a foreclosure, as long as we make the payments, that they will not remove the people. Now, they did this two or three years ago. In fact, it was really sort of strange. We lived in Cape Coral uh, before being in Royal Palm Beach two years ago, and we were almost in an identical situation. The person who lived in New York was running out the house. And I was on a program, I was on a radio program with Greg Zemanski, and there was a big knock at the door while I was doing the interview with mm-hmm. him, and they gave this poor closure notice and for us to abandon <laughs> the house as I was on the on the radio show. And so uh, if, if, I, if I get a knock on the door today, I'll let you know, but okay. I don't think we will because he's making his payments. And so, again, what you're looking at here is not only the way that they doing the foreclosures, that was just the, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what really went ha- happened on the fraud. The fraud started off way before that. And what I think that has happened here is that they were always now trying to push these global currencies. We heard about the thing called the Amero. We've talked yes, about this yes, before. We have, yeah. And I believe that what they were doing is that this was basically an act of war that was done against the United States. This was totally uh, uh, a predator, and it was premeditated of what they wanted to do. And it was basically a way to crash and put or at least stress on the American economy. Then everybody would have the savior of being the Amero. Okay, if we all come in, then we're all going to do the Amero. Well, by the time now that the Amero got around, and we also had the uh, the big uh, highway that was going to go from Mexico all the way mm-hmm. to Canada, and that yeah. all got leaked out, and people started talking about it. Now the Amero is dead, and so is this basically for right now this international highway going from Mexico to Canada. And because there was a lot of awareness, shows like this, we started talking about it. Now what I believe that they've done is that in 2003, they started doing all these uh, predatory types of loans. They already knew they were toxic. They were going to sell them to then legitimate places like retirement funds and to unions and things like that. They knew they were going to be bad. And now we were going to come up uh, at the end there uh, with all this financial crisis. They created the problem. Remember, that if you truly want control. You create the problem and you always come in with a solution. If you do not control the problem, you do not have absolute control. So now they've created all this problem. Now I believe that the end run on this uh, was supposed to be maybe a year ago, 
that they were going to try to bring the Amero in based upon this faked and created crisis. Now there's so much awareness and so much opposition to it, they've now leapfrogged over that, hmm. and now you hear all of these things, and uh, you have Gaither, the United States uh, Treasurer, talking about, well, maybe we should go to a glow currency. We hear now hear about, well, we're going to crash the dollar. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And again, with all this financial crisis and now with the banks that it's in, because this basically can make uh, – I bank with Bank of America, and I'm very concerned because it can go insolvent. I could lose all my money Wow. that I have in the bank. So there's a lot of people that are all – and then basically then is that, well, okay, well, we got the solution now. We're mm-hmm. going to come in, and the IMF is going to take over a global currency. And again, all being created. And again, what we say is who created it? Again, the Federal Reserve, the United States Federal Reserve Bank, which is privately owned, is not, it's always been privately owned since 1913. Uh, before that time, it was the Treasury Department. Had the Treasury Department been involved over the last 20 years as our primary banker, this couldn't have happened because it would have made the, the United States government instantly insolvent. But because of the way that they do these predatory loans, they also have what's called the fractal banking system, where basically there's no gold, there's no silver, and the value is that if I have one chicken in my uh, bank, but I can put notes out and I say, okay, I only have one chicken, but you come into my bank and I'll give you a note for two chickens, and I'll give you another one for six chickens, but I still only have one chicken. So when all those notes come back in, mm-hmm. and I, I only have one chicken, well, that's called the fractal banking system. All right, stand by, Brian. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Brian David Anderson is our guest www.trivortex.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey you, yeah you. Have you heard about HazelineGuns.com, the best firearms dealer in the D.C. area? Buying a firearm online from HazelineGuns.com is secure, easy, and cost-effective with no transfer fees and only a $25 state processing fee. Discounts available for active law enforcement, first responders, and military personnel at HazelineGuns.com, where every day is like Black Friday. What are you waiting for? Visit HazelineGuns.com today. That's H-A-Z-E-L-I-N-E-G-U-N-S.com. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. 
Picking up the pieces of my sweet shattered dream I wonder how the old folks are tonight Her name was Anne and I'll be damned if I recall her face She left me now knowing what to do Every highway let me slip away on you Every highway you've seen better days The morning after blues From my head down to my shoes Every highway let me slip away Slip away on you Ah, there we have Carefree Highway by Gordon Lightfoot. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide, toll-free. Email X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com on MSN Messenger. TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Brian David Anderson is our guest and we're um, we're talking about the the story behind the story behind the story when it comes to the failure of the U.S. housing market. And uh, Brian is the gentleman behind Trivortex's website is www.trivortex.com. So where does the problem lie? Who's responsible? Is it the is it the banks? Is it the lending institution? Or does the is is it the U.S. Treasury or is it some other entity? Well, it's also a combination of everything. But the Federal Reserve, at least in the United States, is the point organization. And when you go back and look at their charter, mm-hmm. who owns it? And it's an insurance company that actually is owned by the Bank of England. And so it's partially connected in with the Bank of England. But then who has the Bank of England? The Queen of England does. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, well, it stops right there. No, it does not. The Queen of England is the, a dame of Malta. That's also part of the Knights of Malta. The Knights of Malta are, have been an organization for a thousand years associated with the Vatican. When you are a Knight of Malta or a dame of Malta, you give all of your allegiance to the Vatican Pope. That's it. Uh, it, it supersedes any type of country, any other types of, of, of allegiances that you do. Your number one allegiance is to the Vatican Pope. And so if you also look at the Federal Reserve System, you look at uh, Gaither, you look at all of these people, they're also Knights of Malta or their uh, Council on Foreign Relations. That all then goes back in its tentacles. When you do all the tentacles, it all goes back to Vatican and it goes back to Jesuit. So who is responsible? I still say uh, the, the ultimate responsibility goes back to, to the Jesuit and especially the Vatican because they're, the Vatican also created the banking system as we know it of today. Uh, it was somewhat of, uh, they, had, uh, they took over and kind of ripped off a little bit of what the Knights Templar were doing uh, and crushed them, but then took over their type of fractal type of system which are basically uh, the United States government has been away from a fractal system since 1836. This was Andrew Jackson. Uh, he then kicked out the bankers. It was called a United States Constitutional Bank. It was run like the Federal Reserve. And what he did, he campaigned uh, his, uh, in 1832 and said, I'm going to uh, 
pull all the money out of the United States Constitutional Bank. And one of the, the key things was then uh, who was always backing the central bank, and they're always pushing were the Jesuits. Then you had, uh, he was about ready to pull all this money out of their Jesuit-run type of bank, the United States Constitutional Bank, and a uh, assassin came up, had two guns, and they both misfired. They then traced this man hmm. back, and of course he had Jesuit, uh, he was totally 100% controlled by Jesuit. He had all these connections to the Jesuits. And then you have so much more intrigue that has gone through all of American history about how they've always wanted to push in a central bank. They got their way in 1913. It was in the waning moments of the United States Congress. Most of the congressional members were gone except for Persons that, again, had all sorts of ties to the Jesuits, these congressmen that were tied to the Jesuits and to the Catholic, they then pushed through at the very last moment, I mean at the very last moments, the Federal Reserve Act, which moved the printing of the money from the Treasury Department to the Federal Reserve, which was a private bank. Then very shortly after that, because of this fractal banking system, this was called the fiat system, the United States then got into World War One because then we couldn't get into World War One. It was it was too expensive for us to do this through the Treasury Department. But when you're doing this, just print the money out as it goes and put everybody into debt, then that's when we got into World War One and we also got into World War Two based upon that you could just print up more money. And that's basically where we've been is that when you need more money, well, you just print up more, but you have inflation. You have all sorts of negative side effects to this. And also, too, is like what uh, the United States Constitutional Bank was doing is that they were then uh, giving loans and they were doing interest rates. And they were giving all these political favors, and that was part of the things that Jackson was very much against. We now see the same thing is that basically the United States government basically borrows money from the Federal Reserve to operate. And that means that gives the, the tremendous amount of power to the Federal Reserve to dictate what policies go where, uh, what politicians rise in power, which ones do not. So when, as uh, Ansel Rothschild said, he was a very big banker, started off his family, started off in banking with the Vatican. The Rothschild name was originally Bauer, and they went into, uh, became bankers with the Vatican. And he made the statement, I don't care what type of government system you can have, as long as whoever controls the bank and as long as it's me, then I control the country. And he made this statement around the 1850s. And very, very true. So we're now, the housing market and all of this collapse mm -hmm. is so much, it's just a tip of the iceberg. And the whole foreclosure type of thing is a whole tip of the iceberg of what's really truly happening and has been happening for uh, at least in the United States for ever since uh, 1913 and before that when Andrew Jackson kicked out the Jesuit-run bank and now they put instituted again the new Jesuit-run bank was the Federal Reserve and all those people that run the bank they're either Knights of Malta, uh, uh, Trilateral Commission, or they're uh, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations. And all of that tentacles all goes back when you start putting it all back to pieces. All roads lead to Rome. That's 
that's just that's a, a saying, but it's also so very true, especially when you follow the money. When you follow the money, it all goes back to the very corrupt way that it's been run. For now, well, uh, since banking has been done, it's been mm-hmm. very corrupt. But in the United States, it all goes back to those traces. And when you also look at all these policies of these wild types of, I mean, just uh, anti-human, anti-freedom types of uh, legislation that is now coming through the United States uh, Congress, who has been the think tanks to then uh, write up all of these these anti-freedom types of legislation. It all goes back to Georgetown University, Jesuit Georgetown University, and Fordham University. Most of those persons that are writing these policies now are graduates or somehow associated with, like Bill Clinton, he's not a graduate, but he spent a lot of time at Georgetown University, that Center of Strategic Studies. The same thing with two persons that are key to all the policies, both one Democrat and the other Republican, and that's the big new present, and you also have Henry Kissinger. Now, supposedly they're the left and the right, but they're both senior fellows at Jesuit uh, Georgetown University at the Center of Strategic Studies. Now, how do you think they got to be these senior fellows? Did they do it because they made independent policy or because they followed the policies so dictated by the Jesuits? I'll say that they and followed it, the, the policies dictated by the Jesuits. Yes. So it just it goes on and on. Hmm. So the, the tentacles are, are there. But again, uh, we now have our corporate type of news media that is just uh, brainwashing and not even it's brainwashing. But it's again, uh, remember, a partial truth is no different than a lie. So all these partial truths and then just omissions uh, uh, about what our true history is. And this is, again, the disappointing thing. You turn on the, uh, the History Channel. Do we see history anymore on the History Channel? No. No, we don't. Nope. You see uh, drivers. You see all this. You know, and even when you try to do the science fiction channel, you don't see science fiction. You see wrestling. It's like everything has been convoluted as far as our education, uh, whether it be through the mass media or the traditional education system. History has been totally now tried to be uh, uh, de-emphasized and also almost removed that they're basically, we don't look back. People uh, don't realize the, the true thing about Andrew Jackson. There was a little story about on History Channel, but they left so many admissions about Jackson. It was actually on the International History Channel they had about Jackson last night. But so much was, was omitted about what he actually did. And so our banking and how the, the uh, we've had presidents absolutely fearful of the Jesuits and what they have done to, to try to avoid assassination attempts by the Jesuits. We never hear anything about that. So, uh, and but if you, we if we start to then look at the start of events and say, and then now people are kind of getting well. Okay, wait a minute. Now uh, this event back in the 1840s, 1850s in Canadian, mm-hmm. American, and Mexican history, this doesn't make sense. Why? So that's part of the reason being is people are starting to wake up. So that's now why we have ice road truckers and we have all this other just ridiculous uh, types of um, uh, information on, quote, the History Channel and other Discovery Channels. Uh, We have UFOs and we have things like that, but not truly what and our background, who we are and what we are and where we have come from. And that's the old adage. 
you know, if you don't know your history, then you're condemned to repeat it. And we've been repeating and repeating. So now hopefully programs like this is that we can now uh, truly start to look back and saying, what's here? What's there? And and, uh, uh, if if you also want to find out something about the history of the Jesuits, as I always said, I lived in Phuket, Thailand for a while. If you type in P-H-U-K-E-T, Phuket, Thailand, uh, and then you come up with all these little travel uh, stories, then you type in, P-H-U-K-E-T, Thailand, comma, Jesuits, you come up with a whole other thing because not only do you tell that all these new articles have been mm-hmm. written over the last hundred years, not only is it about Thailand, but you also get in China, you get in all of these connecting points uh, and how it's all interrelated to uh, Jesuit infiltration and Jesuit takeover. So, uh, again, is... Uh, the housing market is just this little bitty temple All right, so on what, top what of would a happen, massive tumor. What would happen if we tried to take the power away from the Jesuits, and can it be done? Well, you know, that's, that's, that's been a problem. You know, they've been kicked out of 43 different countries, hmm. uh, uh, of, uh, and basically the last one who really tried to do that uh, and did it in a big way was France, and that was King Louis. He kicked out the Jesuits, and just what happened? They came back with the Jacobites and did the French Revolution. So it, it's a uh, first off, we have an awareness. That's the key thing first, and then realizing like Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, was paid and bought for by San Francisco University, and that's totally Jesuit-dominated wow. San Francisco University. And when when the uh, we have to realize is that when she became Speaker of the House, she was put on a private plane, she flew to Rome, and she kissed the ring of the Pope and on a private plane. That was her whole thing, was to go back and confer. And then she came back, and of course, then her famous thing on health care was, well, why don't you go and pass the bill first, and then you can find out what's in it. And now here, uh, she's been on a private plane kissing the ring of the Pope. So uh, coming to an awareness of who, first off, is being paid off, and then as we now elect our officials, uh, then uh, what's the connections? What's their background? Uh, where do they come from? We don't ask that when we, you know, when we, we see that all of a sudden, uh, you know, eugenics, his family has been, he was a Harvard dropout, but his family has been totally 100% uh, Jesuit type of dominated, and then we just, oh, wait a minute, oh, yeah, he, he ends up the billionaire of the world, you know, type of thing. And so we have all these interconnections, but also our local politicians, international politicians, what their background is. And then also now of leading types of things where we can now, the Canadian government should take back over its own currency. The United States government should now take back over its own currency. Well, the, well the, Canadian, the, Canadian, the Canadian government does take over its own currency through the Bank of Canada. Yes, but is, where is the Bank of Canada? Is it, again, the Federal Reserve? If, it, if, it's, if Canada is doing its own thing, mm-hmm. yes, but if it's part of the international banking system, no, no it's basically we're, when we pull away, uh, then, again, is if, it, if it is individual, it's very odd, but, again, it's big neighbor to the south is that dominates regretfully dominates so much finances 
it's privately owned. Well, you know so, what? You know what? The Canadian the Canadian dollar is uh, you know is getting strong thanks to the lack of management in the United States. So we're starting to sit pretty uh, pretty high here. Stand yeah, by. You and I have wanted. to take our commercial break. We'll be back on the other side with Brian David Anderson here in the X Zone. Don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price we all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Brian David Anderson is my guest. Uh, Brian, as I was saying before we went to the commercial break, the Canadian dollar is starting to go up. And the American dollar is starting to come down. We're nearly at par. Uh, is this all part of a plan? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, it's all been, again, a manipulation. And the, as I said, what it's going to do is try to leapfrog and bring us all, instead of doing this Amero type of thing, mm-hmm. they're now going to try to use this crisis to have the IMF start printing money and have something a replacement uh, for the dollar. And uh, this whole thing, you say, oh, well, China is going to be real strong. No, they've, they've manipulated this whole thing. They run the whole money markets. And basically uh, what will be interesting then is that all of a sudden the financial problems will all go away as soon as they get their world currency. But then again, that's going to be an, uh, it's inflation. It's going to be a lot of high taxes, mm-hmm. a lot of control. And uh, so the, the solution to me would be is to identify political candidates right now that where, where's the true backing coming from and then promote those candidates that don't have ties uh, like, like uh, Nancy Pelosi. Look at her background. She was basically her qualifications were being a housewife before she became a uh, congressman or congressperson and that's about it. 
uh, and her her husband uh, was big into uh, the Catholic Church and big donations, that type of thing. And uh, again, all of her backing came mm-hmm. from the Jesuits of, of, of uh, San Francisco University. So looking at very hard, taking hard looks at the candidates coming up and who's backing them and what the stands are they for uh, 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 transferring our financial responsibility from the Federal Reserve to back to the Treasury Department. Uh, and if that does happen, that's not going to be a solution. <clears throat> In fact, if anything, once that happens, there will probably be a, a real massive depression, and it will probably take us five years to get out of it. But on a long-term type of thing, if we have our government taking it back over, taking the printing of money, which is in our United States Constitution, that says that the government should be have control over all coinage and all uh, uh, financial uh, services, that's what the Constitution says. Then we go back to our Constitution, having the government mm-hmm. control that rather than a private bank. In the long term, again, uh, we'll find ourselves that the United States can't wage war because we're going to go broke if we do that. But the Federal Reserve has been also, and that's where, again, uh, we talk about wars against, uh, uh, basically there was a war that started in 1947 and went, or actually, well, a little bit even earlier than that, of the war against the Buddhists in Southeast Asia. And the United States troops and United States materials were used in the war against the Buddhists by the Jesuits. And that's what Vietnam was all about. All right, Brian, I hate to do this, old buddy, because whenever we get talking, it's always interesting. And uh, But we've run out of time for tonight, Brian. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back in a couple of weeks, uh, because I'm sure that uh, there will be more updates, not only on the on the housing uh, crisis, but on other things that we're going to be uh, talking about over the years to come as we get closer to what many are calling the eve of destruction. Brian David Anderson, thanks for joining us, pal. Appreciate it very much. Take care. Take care, buddy. Brian David Anderson, he is with Trivortex, www.trivortex.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.